This is Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio, with me, your host, Paige Nick. This Tuesday, we welcome South Africa's three top publishers and South Africa's number one bookseller into the studio to fill us in on what they're publishing, selling, and even more importantly, what they're reading right now. The people we'll be hearing from in the show today over the next hour are the publishers, publicists, editors, and even some of the authors who are bringing fantastic fiction and non-fiction to all us readers all over South Africa. So let's get ready to read. First up, we'll be joined by Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. Viz and his team have an incredible lineup to share with us. After that, we welcome the Pan Macmillan Publishing team to the show. They always have scores of new titles, both local and international, to share with us. And then the Jonathan Ball team bring a number of varied and interesting voices to the show to share their latest favorite titles with all of us. And finally, we round off the show with Butcher Bricker, who's the general manager of Books and Brand at Exclusive Books. I can tell you this is the lineup of some of the real powerhouses of the local publishing industry. So stay tuned and we'll get this book show on the road. All the tracks on today's show and all our shows are always sourced and selected by Dave Wood and Rick Everett. These guys do such a great job and there's always a cool theme to this show every month. So listen closely and see if you can figure out what our musical theme is this month. The title of our first track is a bit of a clue. So our first track is Smile and it's sung by Nat King Cole. Smile, though your heart is aching Smile even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining through For you Light up your face with gladness Hide every trace of sadness Although a tear may be ever so near That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile if you just The time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life 
To Book Choice, Publisher's Choice, here on Fine Music Radio, with me, your host, Paige Nick. As promised, we're starting off the show with Viz Chasey, the sales manager at Penguin Random House. Viz and his team manage sales for exclusive books, bargain books, take-a-lot, loot, and all the main book trade outlets where you buy your books. They also manage all the local books you see on the shelves, from concept stage to release, as far as production is concerned. So now you kind of have an idea of what a sales manager of an international publishing house does. Welcome to the show, Viz, and let's hear what Penguin has on their shelves for us this month. Hi, Paige. Uh, this is Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so glad to be back. And I just want to say as we go towards the end of the year, we have amazing books coming out. The titles just get better and better and better. Uh, and today I've got about five or six great titles which are out in the market at the moment so if you like anything on this list most likely if you go to any good bookstore or online bookstore you would find them right i'm going to kick off with a debut author as you know penguin random house we've been working very hard to bring you the best new writers and debut writers if you think about some of the people that are on this list as we go i'll point them out but authors that have published great debuts and have good follow-ups as well. So the idea is to bring in the best talent and the best uh, writers into the industry. So the first one is a book by Brooke Robinson. The book is called The Interpreter. It's a smart thriller, psychological thriller, if you like that sort of genre, uh, a Sarah Vaughan, if you like Alex uh, Michelady's uh, The Silent Patient. This is the kind of book would be right up your alley. It centers around a woman named Ravel Lee. She's fluent in 11 languages because of her sort of nomadic childhood. And as a free, now she's become a freelance interpreter. She uses about 10 of these languages, which is, which is already a flag. So she's now an interpreter in a courtroom uh, over and above her normal work like this uh, that she has. She also uh, is in the process of adopting a six-year-old boy named Elliot from foster care. And she's sort of determined to be the mother that she sort of never had as a child in, in terms of her fractured upbringing. So she's working on this case and she does something, one thing in this case that turns her whole whole life sort of upside down. The case involves a murder victim. Uh, Ravel sort of fears she's seeing a miscarriage of justice play out and putting both the adoption and her career at risk, she deliberately translates uh, a Polish man's alibi to put his accused friend behind bars, even though he insists he's innocent. She thinks she's gotten away with it and is free and clear and no one can find out But she that she interfered in this case, but she will lose her son and her livelihood. The problem is someone already knows what she's done and they and they know all about her past too and they want justice so that's where the book takes you it's quick it's fast-paced it you'll probably go through it over a weekend it's a fantastic debut and that title is the interpreter by brooke robinson and the question of that book is if you had the power to change an alibi for someone you're certain is guilty would you do it all right next one now uh, this book is from the author of the dictionary of lost words 
if you remember William's debut, did amazing things in our market. And our readers in South Africa just loved that first book. So the second book, The Book Binder of Jericho, is a follow-up to that. And it's set in 1914. Uh, the war is raging along. All the young men of Britain are away to fight. And the women are keeping the nation running. Two of those women are Peggy and Maud, their twin sisters. And they work in the bindery of the Oxford University Press in Jericho. They're very different. Peggy's intelligent, she's ambitious, and she dreams of studying at Oxford University. But for most of her life, she has been told her job is to bind the books, not read the books. Maud uh, wants nothing more than what she has. She's extraordinarily vulnerable, and Peggy sort of takes a sort of motherly role with her in, in protecting and watching. As you go through the book, refugees arrive from the devastated cities of Belgium, and the sort of sends ripples through the community of Jericho where they are and into their sisters' lives, Peggy begins to see possibility of another future where she can use her intellect and not just her hands, um, but contribute to the war and the illness that's shaping the world. And when this happens, it sort of turns these two ladies' lives upside down. It's a great, great follow-up to the Dictionary of Lost Words. Uh, we've had really positive reviews from people who we've offered the book to in terms of the media and and also in-house at Penguin. I can't wait for you guys to read it. You will find it down all good bookstores. The Book by Enough Jericho by Pip Williams, the follow-up to the Dictionary of Lost Words. All right, next one is Character Scan by Douglas Kruger. Uh, our very own Douglas Kruger, local author. Uh, this is his first full-length novel. Uh, we did do a few of them before, uh, but this is the first full-length novel. It's sort of a, a thriller, also a crime thriller. And if I were to compare it, it's sort of an in-between of the movie Minority Report and a book we published called Scorpion. It's well-paced, well-written, uh, and it centers around a young lady by the name of Katrina Hunt. Uh, she's a young journalist, and she grows up in Texas and on a trailer park, really poverty-stricken area. She has a gift, and she's inherited this gift from her mother, and that gift is to literally see people's intentions, and it sort of comes to a, almost a, a psychic ability. On the other side of the world in Scotland, there is a doctor who has developed this major algorithm uh, which has uh, the ability to tell if someone's capable of doing a crime. Um, so that's where that minority report comparison comes in. And these two people, their lives intersect. And at the middle of it is a politician, an evil politician, who only Katrina can see what he's actually capable of and what he actually wants. So it's a it's a really tight uh, crime thriller. Uh, it's about an intersection of different worlds and how all these things play out. It's a fascinating book. And I think uh, Douglas has done really well to put this together. Really good book. All right, next one is The Badass Trader by uh, Robert Fernaden. It's a nonfiction book, as you can imagine. It's all about trading, and it's all about playing the long game and, and knowing where to invest, how to invest, and, and how to put what options do we have as an investor. As you know now, with technology, things have changed in the trading world, and that's what he tries to bring to this book. He started off in academia in 1989, and he went on to uh, occupy various senior roles in uh, major banking uh, companies like Standard Bank and FNB, and he was the chairperson and CEO of FNB South Africa. Um, he's also had a CEO role of Africa Group Stockbrokers and Portfolio Management. He comes with 30 years of global financial uh, market experience and knowledge, and I think he's perfect to put a book like this together. The information in the book is really easy to grasp, really easy to understand, and for anyone looking to learn how to invest or where to invest, this is a great book to read. So the book is 
The Badass Trader by Robert J. Van Eden. Right. Then the last one, big one, Abraham Verghese. Uh, the book is called The Covenant of Water. You may have read Cutting for Stone. Uh, this is the long, long, long awaited follow up to Cutting for Stone, where that was set in Africa. This is set in India, in Kerala, in the, on South India's Malabar coast. It spans from 1900 to 1977. It's an epic really huge story of love, faith, and even medicine set in, set in this area and follows three generations of a family that's sort of seeking answers to a strange secret. It's done really well. It's out now. People are loving it. There's been so many good reviews on it. I think that if you pick it up, this will probably be one of your best fiction books, if not uh, for the year, uh, for in a long time. So The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese, and that's out right now. Get yourself a copy. With that, that's my list for this week. I think it's a great list. I think you enjoy every one of these books, no matter what your genre is or what you're into. I hope you have a good time uh, as we go towards the end of the year because we've got lots to come. So thank you very much, and I will chat to you guys next month. A huge thank you to Viz and the Penguin Random House team. For more info on any of the titles that Viz just mentioned in his segment, and, of course, there's shelves of other books, you can visit penguinrandomhouse.co.za or you can follow them on social media. Just look for Penguin Random House South Africa. Penguin have a huge social media account with a big following. They do giveaways. They talk about their new releases. So you can find lots of great content online if you just look them up. Well, I see by the old clock on the wall that another of our Thursday night get-togethers has gone by faster than you can say, Occident. O-X-Y-D-E-N-T the toothpaste of the stars to make your teeth Hollywood bright. So for all of the Arrow Smiles family, Ronnie, Bonnie, and Connie, the lovely Boylan sisters, this is Bert Healy saying, Hey, hobo man, hey, dapper dan, you've both got to style, but brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Your clothes may be bold, probably they stand out a mile, but brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Who cares what they're wearing on Main Street or Savarone? It's what you wear from ear to ear and not from head to toe that matters. So, so Senator, so, so Janitor, so, so long for a while.
That track was You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile, sung by the London cast of Annie. I would rename it You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile in a book, but anyway, that's just me. And that takes us into our next segment of the show. Have you guessed the theme of all the music in the month's show yet? I'll share it with you a little later in the show to see if you got it right. The next publisher to join us is Pan Macmillan. Now these guys publish everything from big name international authors to big name local authors and everything in between. Fiction, non-fiction, the works. The Pan Macmillan marketing and publishing team is headed up by Nkanyezi Shabalala and she's the head of communications at Pan Macmillan. Nkanyezi is relatively new to our show, but she's been doing a fantastic job every month curating and sharing Pan Macmillan's big reads and must-have titles. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this FMR book segment hosted by Pan Macmillan. My name is Nganyezi. It is great to be back. Um, I'm also joined this time by two colleagues. Yes, colleagues. I suppose you could call the one a colleague. She's also an international best-selling author who has fallen head over heels in love with South Africa. I'm not going to give away more than that. You will just have to wait and listen to what she has to say about her lovely new novel that is coming this month, so July. Um, and it should be, it's currently in our bookstores. It's come forward a bit. So, um, but there's no problem with having her speak about a July release, I don't think. And then you are going to hear from our very own MD, Terry Morris. She's going to speak about our big August release. I would argue that this is Pan Macmillan's big book for the year, and we are all beside ourselves with absolute excitement and joy. Um, so yeah, I'll let Terry tell you more about that title. Before I begin, as always, a huge thank you to Paige and the team at FMR for this exciting opportunity. It is always such a gift and a huge pleasure to be able to speak about our passions and what we do and love the most and anything to do with literature. So thank you, Paige. Thank you, team at FMR. You always make us sound much better than we really do. Um, so let me go straight into my first book releasing in the month of August. Some of you may have had a chance to see him speak at the Franchuk Literary Festival this past May. That is Andrew Harding. His new book, A Small Stubborn Town, Life, Death and Defiance in the Ukraine, is absolutely riveting. So picture this. It's March 2022, and this is based on real life events. It's March 2022, and Russian tanks are roaring across the far, the vast snow-dusted fields of the Ukraine. Their destination is a small town with an even smaller bridge that could change the course of history. So these heavily armed Russian soldiers are expecting an easy fight, possibly no fight at all. I mean, after all, this is a quiet farming town that they're about to invade, and it's full of pensioners. But the locals appear to have other ideas. Andrew Harding is a phenomenal writer. He is a BBC correspondent, and he's currently stationed in Ukraine reporting on the war live. And what this is, is a gripping work of reportage that tells the story of a pivotal moment in Ukraine's war. That is a real-life thriller. It's about ordinary people facing extraordinary circumstances with resilience, resilience, humor, and ingenuity. It's a powerful story of underdog resistance and triumph, which I believe I know will capture readers. 
it will capture their imaginations. It's a feat of storytelling by one of the UK's greatest foreign correspondents, perfect for readers of Diary of an Invasion. And you might be familiar, you should be familiar with Andrew Harding's other books. They are two internationally acclaimed nonfiction books. The first is The Mayor of Mogadishu and then followed by These Are Not Gentle People. Um, and the latter won the South Africa's top literary prize. Andrew has been a foreign correspondent for the BBC News now for three decades, uh, reporting from the former Soviet Union, Asia and Africa. He has covered many of the world's conflicts, including the war in Ukraine, and he's won numerous awards, including an Emmy. So that's A Small Stubborn Town, Life, Death and Defiance in Ukraine by Andrew Harding. I'm now going to hand over to Terry Morris to tell us more about the exciting April release that's coming. Over to you, Terry. Excitement is mounting for all rugby fans and actually all South Africans ahead of the Rugby World Cup to be held in France later this year. We're delighted to be adding to that excitement with the release of Rassi Erasmus's memoir, Rassi, Stories of Life and Rugby, written by David O'Sullivan and available in English and Afrikaans on the 1st of August. It's an incredible book that charts the life of a young boy growing up on the streets of dispatch, playing endless rugby games with neighbors and people in the area, to his time in the army, playing provincial rugby, coaching at various provinces, moving his entire family to Ireland to coach Munster and coming back to clinch the Rugby World Cup 2019 for South Africa, and uh, onto some of the controversies that uh, raged during COVID times, uh, the Lions tour. It really is an insight into the man we've all come to love uh, and know as a genius of the game. His strategic knowledge and uh, planning is remarkable. And uh, let's hope that he helps us bring the cup home. So don't miss out on this book. It really is a fantastic read. And David O'Sullivan has done a wonderful job. We'll be bringing it to your doors 1st of August. Finally, I can't keep it in. We have a special recording from acclaimed writer, international bestseller, Kate Moss, especially for all of you FMR listeners, for her FMR listeners. And she's going to be telling you about the ghost ship. Hello to all the listeners of Fine Music Radio. I'm Kate Moss, and I'm delighted to be telling you about my new novel, The Ghost Ship, which is the third in the Joubert family chronicles, but it can also be read as a standalone. And it's set in the 17th century, about 1620, 1621. It's a love story. It's a pirate novel. It's a story of rebellion and revenge on the high seas. And it goes from Paris in 1610, when the king is assassinated, to Amsterdam, to La Rochelle, the great Huguenot capital, and then to the Canary Islands, uh, where the ghost ship is uh, patrolling the waters and being chased by the fleet from Spain. I've loved writing it. Uh, we finally arrive in South Africa at the end of it, uh, setting up the final book, the fourth book in the series, which will come next year. Um, but it's been one of the most joyous uh, pieces of writing that I've done, and I hope you have as much fun reading it as I had writing it. Franschhoek is the place where the idea for the whole series uh, came to life. The Ghost Ship is the third uh, novel in the series of four, um, but I start in Franschhoek, and the final book will be in Franschhoek. 
and it is telling the story of the Huguenot diaspora, the tiny band of pilgrims, in a way, who fled France in persecution and came and found a new life for themselves in beautiful uh, South Africa. Uh, so it's a really important part of uh, the story and the inspiration for everything that I've been writing about for the past eight years. One of the things that's been so exciting uh, researching is being able to visit South Africa, uh, being in Johannesburg, but particularly being in Franschhoek and in Paard and in Drakenstein and making uh, friendships with people there to be able to research the history, not only of the 17th century, but also the 19th century, when the Franschhoek that we see today, many of those buildings were first coming um, into their own. And walking the streets, uh, visiting the chapels, looking at the school, uh, looking at the incredible mountains uh, that ring at the Huguenot graveyard and, of course, the Huguenot Memorial Museum, which is at the centerpiece of the town, has been, it's helped me to get into the, the sense of the characters, to get under their skin. If you like, this novel, The Ghost Ship, is very much a tribute to South Africa and to Franschhoek and all the research that I've been able to do there. The Ghost Ship is out now. That's all from the team at Pan Macmillan. Thank you very much again. We look forward to speaking to you again next month and bringing you more exciting titles from our publishing imprint. Take care. Thank you again to FMR and the team. Thank you so much, Nkanyezi and Pan Macmillan team. That was fantastic. To find out more about all of Pan Macmillan's titles, you can visit panmacmillan.co.za or you can follow them online on all their social media too. All these publishers do the most excellent job on social media. It's really fantastic content. So if you'd like to hear what books are coming out or what books are trending, be sure to seek them out on Facebook, Twitter. I mean, they're everywhere. Also Instagram, even TikTok, which has become one of the biggest drivers of book sales in South Africa right now. Once I met a happy little bluebird I was just as blue as I could be In a little while I began to smile When he sang this merry song to me Just let a smile be your umbrella On a rainy, rainy day And if you're sweet, he cries just tell her that a smile will always pay whenever the skies are gray don't worry or fret a smile will bring the sunshine and you'll never get wet so let a smile be your umbrella on a rainy rainy day Don't worry, your friend, 
was Let a Smile Be Your Umbrella, sung by Harry Curtis. There's that theme popping up again. You're tuned into Book Choice Publishers Choice on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick, as we chat to South Africa's top publishers and favorite bookseller, exclusive books, about what they've got coming out in the next few weeks. But before we get to exclusive books, Jonathan Ball Publishers are here. They're the last publishing house to join us on the show this month, and they've got some incredible books to share. Jonathan Ball have been publishing great fiction and also the most excellent nonfiction since 1976, both local and international titles. Welcome back to the show, Jonathan Ball Publicity Team. Let's hear about what you're doing. Thanks, Paige, and hello to everyone listening. Jennifer here from Jonathan Ball Publishers. We had our annual sales conference recently, which always involves hosting a number of our British publishing colleagues and hearing all about their key upcoming titles for the rest of the year and into the following year. Uh, so we were joined by our colleagues from Bloomsbury, HarperCollins, Hachette, Profile Books, Simon & Schuster, just to name a few. Um, Jonathan Ball, of course, handles the South African sales, distribution, marketing and publicity for these and many more major British and American publishers. And they bring amazing lists into our stable and hearing about all of their upcoming titles in advance and getting our hands on early proof copies is just one of the great perks of working in book publishing. And uh, for today's uh, segment, we wanted to share a little bit of that with FMR listeners. And so we've asked some of our British colleagues who attended our conference to join for this segment and share a preview of the titles that they're most excited to launch in the next couple of months. So from here, we're going to dip into some of the clips that we recorded at conference. And first up, we have Lauren Trabucci from HarperCollins UK. Hi, this is Lauren from HarperCollins UK, and I want to tell you about some of the big books that are coming uh, before the end of the year. Uh, there's a really, really great mix coming um, for every type of reader. I'm really excited to introduce The Future by Naomi Alderman, who you may know as the winner of the Women's Prize for Fiction for The Power. And next up, we have 19 Steps by Millie Bobby Brown, who you might know as uh, Enola Holmes or potentially as Eleven in Stranger Things. She has written her debut novel, which is coming out in September, which is based on the story of her own grandmother in World War II. It tells the story of the Bethnal Green disaster, and this is a romance set in wartime. Uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant historical fiction book for readers of things like All the Light We Cannot See, and we're hoping to see huge success for this one, particularly because of her enormous uh, fan base on social media, um, and we've already had huge demand for copies in the UK, and we are pre-ordering very, very strongly. And then another incredible book we have coming for November is Day by Michael Cunningham. It's been 10 years since Michael Cunningham's last book for which he won the Pulitzer Prize. And we're hugely excited to have him back uh, with us at HarperCollins. He is an extraordinary writer and he is telling the story of one day. It's the 5th of April in 2019, in 2020 and again in 2021. 
Um, as you can imagine, many things change over those three years. And it's the, the story of a family in New York and their their relationships. So it's kind of the mother and the father and the son and the brother um, and all about how things change during these uh, tumultuous years. And you check in on them once every year to see how they're getting on and what has changed. He is an extraordinary writer. I can imagine that this will be celebrated hugely on publication, well, well reviewed. And also uh, we are hoping for many prizes as well. Um, you might also know Michael Cunningham as the author of The Hours, which was adapted into a film. Um, so we're hoping that this will reach a lot of people as well. And a sneak peek into next year, we have the next book from Nita Prose, the author of The Maid. This is The Mystery Guest and Molly the Maid is back solving a brand new mystery. We are back at the Regency Grand Hotel and a famous author has dropped dead at the hotel and only Molly can find out why they are dead and who did it. Um, we had enormous success with The Maid last year, bestseller around the world, and we have sold many, many copies of it. So we've got a great start for this one. Molly the Maid is a fantastic character and people will be very eager to read more of her adventures. Thanks so much for listening and keep buying books. Sure. That was such a nice throw forward to some of the great upcoming titles. And we just love Molly the Maid. If you haven't read it yet, make sure you do ahead of Nita's new book coming early next year. Next, we have Jemima Jones from Hachette UK. Um, the first one that we're really excited about is The Girl in the Eagle's Talons. Um, so this is the next in the Millennium Trilogy. Uh, it started with uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I think a lot of people really loved. Um, there were many films made of it. And so it's really exciting that for the first time we have a woman taking on the mantle and writing the amazing character that is Lisbeth Salander. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a while since we've had a new book in this series, and I think it's going to be really exciting. I've read it, it's amazing. Um, and I think people are really going to, to take to um, this kind of new imagining of Lisbeth. And it's really exciting to have a woman writing it, writing about sort of violence um, and these female characters really from a fresh perspective. Um, so that is a big one for us there. Uh, the next one is Crook Manifesto. So this is Colson Whitehead. Um, he's an amazing US author on our list. He has won the Pulitzer Prize twice. Um, he's best known for his um, incredibly best-selling Harlem Shuffle. And this next book called Crook Manifesto is a continuation of that Harlem title. Um, so it's the next in the series. It's hugely entertaining. It's New York and all its sort of glitzy, seedy glory. Um, so a really fun one. The other one is The Secret Hours. Um, the Secret Hours is a standalone thriller from Mick Herron. Um, he's known for the Slough House series. Mm. Um, it's spy thriller. It's kind of, yeah, all the intrigue that you would expect from him. And then on the nonfiction side, we have I Am Code, which is, I think it's the first book of its kind. Um, it's kind of an autobiography written by AI. And it's really startling and kind of amazing how this super sort of intelligence has able to really write in its own very creative voice it's kind of unsettling and a little bit unnerving but it's such a sort of compulsive read because you just can't really imagine or yeah yeah just to see how far artificial intelligence has come that it's able to write its own autobiography <laughs> um and the first half of the book is actually uh, written by the people who created um, this AI and sort of talking about 
what went into creating it and sort of where they see the future of AI. So it's all, yeah, really fascinating and something mm-hmm. that's just massively sort of in the public conscious at the moment. Uh, so a children's book that I'm really excited about is Which Way Around the Galaxy. Um, this is the next title from Cressida Cal. She is best known for the How to Train Your Dragon series. Um, and Which Way Around the Galaxy is the next book. It's the second book in her new um, middle grade series, perfect for sort of readers nine, eight, nine plus. Um, a really exciting magical adventure about uh, a group of children who um, they've become, become siblings through their parents' marriage and they didn't really like each other at first, but then they've kind of gone off in this whirlwind adventure, traveling across the universe, traveling to different worlds. Um, and yeah, it's really brought them together. It's a really heartwarming um, story. And yeah, it's all of the charm of Cresta Cal, her amazing illustrations. And it's got robots and magical creatures and evil villains and yeah, everything that you could want in a children's adventure story. As ever, such nice stuff from Hachette. Up next, we've got Lisa Finch from Profile Books. Hi, I'm Lisa from Profile Books and I can't wait to read Emperor of Rome by Mary Beard. This will be a majestic companion to um, Professor Beard's international best-selling SPQR and it traces the role of the emperor throughout the history of the Roman Empire. And we get this sort of um, top-down view through his eyes of what it was really like to be Roman. It's gonna be a landmark publication for Profile and Jonathan Ball Publishers, and it offers a brand new perspective and insight on Roman history as it's never been seen before. So we're extremely excited about this publication. Always fantastic to have something new from Mary Beard a landmark publication indeed. And to close off, we have Franchi Lares from Bloomsbury. Hello everyone, this is Franchi from Bloomsbury. Um, definitely the most exciting book that we have in our list uh, this season is the new Anne Patchett. Uh, Tom Lake is coming in August, um, and what a story it is. Uh, it's about these uh, three daughters, they are going back uh, to their family home and uh, during the pandemic, and they hear the story of uh, their mom's time at the Tom Lake um, Theatre Company. Uh, and during this, uh, this time together, they find out about the, the person that their mother was before she had kids and the choices that she had to uh, make and all the consequences that she had to face because of their choices. It's very much about the bond between uh, uh, mother and daughters and what parents do to protect uh, their kids. And it's absolutely fantastic. And, and Patchett wrote it entirely walking, using a treading mill under her desk. So that should give a good flavour of what the Jonathan Ball sales conference is like. A reminder that some of the titles mentioned are hitting shelves very soon and others a bit later in the year. Uh, So to keep up to speed on all of our new releases, just keep an eye on our social media and our website. And yeah, readers out there, I hope that you are as excited as we are to get stuck into all of these brilliant books. That's it from me. Till next time. To keep up with Jonathan Ball's latest book news, event updates, new releases, you should visit jonathanball.co.za and you can also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok at Jonathan Ball Publishers. And if you enjoy hearing about books, Jonathan Ball has an incredible and it's a very successful podcast that they run every month. It's called Pagecast and you can find it wherever you stream your audio. 
And they bring you the most fascinating stories behind the stories. I love this podcast. I listen to it regularly. track was The Shadow of Your Smile, played on clarinet by Dan Hill. And that takes us to the very last segment of today's show. If you've missed any of the book recommendations our publishers have been sharing with us, maybe you didn't hear the title or the author, but something about it appealed to you, it's very easy. The podcast of today's show is available to listen to at your leisure on our website, fmr.co.za or on your FMR app. So you can just scroll through the show and find the titles that you missed. But first, a few more books before we let you go. Butcher has great taste in books and she delivers a wonderful review. So I'm always interested to hear what she's been reading and what she's got to share with us. Over to you, Butcher. What is the collective noun for woman? Google it and results will offer up bevy, gaggle, galaxy, harmony. But the one I like most is a bond of woman, mainly because it points to the kind of sisterhood that so often exists between women when there's more than one. My name is Batya Bricker, GM of Books and Brand for Exclusive Books. And in celebration of August's Women's Month, what I have for you today is a bond of female protagonists. So very different from one another, each unique in her own way. Some acting alone, but some joining forces to create an almost unbreakable tie. 
they all make for unputdownable reading. The first is The Bookbinder of Jericho by Pip Williams. There isn't a book lover anywhere who didn't fall in love with Pip Williams' first novel, The Dictionary of Lost Words. It was based on her original research in the Oxford English Dictionary archives. The Bookbinder of Jericho is her second novel, and it's a companion to The Dictionary of Lost Words. And it's another triumph for Pip Williams. In 1914, when the war draws the young men of Britain away to fight, it's the woman who must keep the nation running. Two of those women are Peggy and Maud, twin sisters who work in the bindery at Oxford University Press in Jericho. Peggy is intelligent, ambitious, and dreams of going to Oxford University. But for most of her life, she's been told that her job is to bind the books, not read them. Maud, meanwhile, wants nothing more than what she has. But she's different and therefore vulnerable, and Penny needs to look after her. When refugees arrive from the devastated cities of Belgium, it sends ripples through the community and through the sisters' lives. Peggy begins to see the possibility of another future where she can use her intellect and not just her hands. But as war and illness reshape her world, it's love and the responsibility that comes with it that threaten to hold her back. Here is another little-known slice of history seen through woman's eyes. The bookbinder of Jericho is a story about knowledge, who gets to make it, who gets to access it, and what is lost when it is withheld. Evocative and memorable. Ah, The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese. Now, you will know the author Abraham Verghese from the multi-million copy bestseller Cutting for Stone that went on to its ninth reprinting at the time. We've waited over 10 years for another book of this power, and it's well worth the wait. The book is divided into 10 parts, and at 715 pages, it's almost like reading 10 books in one. The book is a stunning and magisterial new epic of love, faith, and medicine, set in Kerala, spanning the years 1900 to 1977 and following three generations of family, in particular women, seeking the answers to a particular, peculiar affliction. Because in every generation, at least one person dies of drowning, and in Kerala, water is everywhere. The family is part of a Christian community that traces itself to the time of the apostles. But times are shifting, and the matriarch of this family, known as Big Amachi, literally Big Mother, will witness unthinkable changes at home and at large over the span of her extraordinary life. We only get to know Big Amachi's name around 400 pages into the book, but it's her name that closes the circle. The book ends with her namesake granddaughter, Mariama and her journey. All of Verghese's great gifts are on display in this new work. There are astonishing scenes of medical ingenuity, fantastic moments of humour, a surprising and deeply moving story, and characters imbued with the essence of life. The story is so rich and wide and deep that Oprah has dedicated a six-part podcast series just to Abraham Verghese and this book. Covenant of Water is nothing short of spectacular. And then from the internationally best-selling author Bryn Turnbull comes a breathtaking novel called Paris Deception. 
It's about art theft and forgery in Nazi-occupied Paris and two brave women who risked their lives rescuing looted masterpieces from Nazi destruction. Sophie Dix fled Stuttgart with her brother as the Nazi regime gained power in Germany. And now, with her brother gone and her adopted home, city of Paris, conquered by the Reich, Sophie reluctantly accepts a position restoring damaged art under the supervision of the ERR. It's a German art commission using a museum as a repository for art they've looted from Jewish families. Fabienne Brandt was a rising star in the Parisian Bohemian arts movement until the Nazis put a stop to so-called degenerative modern art. Still mourning loss of her firebrand husband, she's resolved to muddle her way through the occupation in whatever way she can until her estranged sister-in-law, Sophie, arrives at her door with a stolen painting in hand. Soon, the two women embark on a plan to save Paris's degenerates, working under the noses of Germany's top art connoisseurs to replace paintings with skillful forgeries. But how long can Sophie and Fabienne sustain their masterful illusion? A dash of romance, lots of courage and strength. This atmospheric historical novel has a gripping narrative that's really easy to read. It's a page-turner. Lucky Girl by Irene Muchemi Nderiti is about Soila. Soila is a lucky girl by anyone's estimation. She's raised by her stern conservative mother and a chorus of aunties. She's lived a protected life in Nairobi, but longing for independence, this young, sheltered Kenyan woman flees the expectations of her mother for a life in New York City that challenges all her beliefs about race, love, and family. Lucky Girl is a fierce and tender debut about the lives and loves we choose, what it meant to be an African immigrant in America at the turn of the millennium, and how a young woman finds a place for herself in the world. It's a fresh look at racism, privilege, and the challenges of coming of age and falling in love between two cultures. This is an easy read. It's one of those books you spend a day trying to finish because you need to know what happened and what Soiler chooses. I think this would make a perfect book club book. Louisa Zondo is a lawyer and political activist who has held a number of high-profile roles in public life in South Africa and beyond. She's also the mother of much-loved music star Ricky Rick, who died by suicide in 2022. Louisa's loss was shared by millions, but Louisa's was a uniquely vast, lonely and life-shattering grief as the loss of her beloved Mariki brought to the surface devastating trauma from her past. In this book, Dearest Mariki, Louisa Zondo takes the first small steps into facing her grief. She finds herself speaking to her son in a series of letters and gradually unearths the words to express her love for him and the pain of losing him. In voicing that love, she tells the story of her life and the experiences that shaped her. This journey through grief is both heartbreaking and heartwarming. Well worth the read. Daisy DeMelka, Hiding Amongst Killers in the City of Gold by Ted Buerta. Mother, nurse, gold digger, cause celebre, 
When Daisy DeMelka stood trial in 1932, accused of poisoning her son and two husbands, the public couldn't get enough of her. Crowds gathered outside the court, baying for blood, and she waved to them like a celebrity. Against the backdrop of Johannesburg and its golden age, a booming metropolis of opulence and chaos nicknamed the City of Gold and the University of Crime, she had quietly gone about her sinister business, while around her sensational crimes grabbed the headlines. The marauding Foster gang, there were at least ten people dead, a dashing German hustler, a local Bonnie and Clyde, and a man who escaped death row to become one of South Africa's most revered authors. These interlinking stories are told in the style of a thriller, with riveting kaleidoscope detail. A true crime page-turner. Murderers, mourners, and mothers, bookbinders and artists, lucky girls and lost souls. This August, you'll find every kind of woman on the shelves of Exclusive Books. Big thanks to Bacha Bricker, General Manager of Books and Brands at Exclusive Books. If the book you seek does truly exist, all you need to do is ask at your local Exclusive Books or look online at exclusivebooks.co.za. You've been tuned into Book Choice Publishers Choice on Fine Music Radio for the last hour with me, your host, Paige Nick. So that's our show for this week from me, your host, Paige Nick. Thanks to Mzu Maketa for building today's show, to Exclusive Books and the publishers who've joined us today, Penguin Random House, Pan Macmillan and Jonathan Ball Publishers. We'll be back with our regular Book Choice show packed with reviews and interviews in two weeks' time. Until then, happy reading. We're playing out with When You're Smiling, The Whole World Smiles With You by Dean Martin. And our musical theme, Wild Smile, of course, which is what all these books we've mentioned in today's show should make you do. When you're smiling When you're smiling The whole world smiles with you When you're laughing Oh, when you're laughing The sun comes shining through But when you're crying You bring on the rain So stop your sighing Be happy again Keep on smiling Cause when you're smiling The whole world smiles with you If